0: I'm very pleased to report this is our first day with no new cases of COVID-19. So, uh, so the total number remains at at 1,055. This is a this is a significant and encouraging milestone, And, and I too want to thank the hard work that all Nova Scotians have have done uh, to take the risk of COVID-19 seriously and follow public health measures and I want people to know that uh, both the Premier and I fully recognize that the the, the challenges that it has presented for individuals and families and and businesses that we're we're very much aware of that. It hasn't been easy uh, and but we are seeing positive results so again thank you to everybody. Uh, this time we have uh, one long-term care home with active cases of COVID-19 that is Northwood that now has uh, uh, 10 residents and four staff uh, who are are ongoing active cases so even in Northwood uh, they continue to uh, show progress Um, the QE2 lab uh, continues to work around the clock and and our new testing strategy is working we we processed a thousand and thirty four tests yesterday uh, but we still had zero uh, cases detected so that's very encouraging it's exactly what we wanted to do test lots of people to make sure we're not missing COVID uh, but anticipating we'd see little to none we now have eight individuals in hospital uh, three of those in the ICU Uh, 978 people can now uh, be called recovered from their COVID infection and we've had 40,914 people who have been tested have with negative results uh, we are social creatures, uh, human beings, and I know there's a, certainly a lot of interest and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, kind of and people really having a strong desire for gatherings. So let me just unpackage the gathering limit a little bit more and talk about some scenari- scenarios to help people really uh, see what's, what's possible and, and what's, what, what, what's not allowed. Uh, when we say gather- gathering, we mean things like social gatherings on your deck, in your house, or at the park. We mean arts and culture events like dance recitals, theater performances, and festivals. We mean faith gatherings and special events like weddings and funerals. We mean sports, physical activities, and sporting events. With the new limit the Premier has just announced, gatherings can now happen in groups of up to 10 people, but social distancing of at least 2 meters must uh, must be maintained. The limit is the same whether those gatherings are indoors or outdoors, with the exception that uh, for for 15 uh, plus uh, officiants for outdoor weddings and funerals, for sports and physical activity, 10 people can practice on a soccer field, for example, as long as they're maintaining the social or uh, the physical distance between them, but they can't play a typical game of soccer because that that would involve close contact. They, they also cannot have two separate groups of 10 on the same field. So it's a group of 10 uh, maintaining physical distance per, per sport setting, per field, per ball diamond, per rink, per court. We see fitness facilities uh, as businesses, and they are businesses, whether they're for-profit or not. So the gathering limit of 10 does not apply to fitness facilities. Instead, they, like all other businesses, they must have a plan that addresses how they control numbers to ensure social distancing, uh, among other things like hand washing uh, and, and, and increased hygiene. However, if a sports team rents the soccer field or the gymnasium at a fitness facility or, rent, or, or a hockey team rents a rink, that team is subject to the gathering of 10 so the entire team cannot be on the soccer field or in the gym or on the ice surface for faith gatherings aside uh, along with the drive-in services that have already been in place 10 people can gather uh, keeping uh, the physical distance between everybody and that's indoors or outdoors how I would also. Uh, it's, it's important that they continue to uh, 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 follow other safety precautions, such as not passing things like collection plates uh, or, 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 um, or or communion between people. Uh, and we're 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 saying that singing is highly discouraged because there's now evidence that people singing actually significantly increase uh, that the spreading of respiratory droplets increases the risk of transmitting uh, COVID uh, the. Virus. Virus that causes COVID-19. While many arts and culture events uh, tend to be larger uh, there may be some that can function with 10 people and physical distancing and if they can those are okay as of today. For example if it makes sense for a, uh, have a musician host a small performance with nine other people all maintaining physical distancing that would be fine as i said for weddings and funerals you can have the the gathering of 10 indoors 15 outdoors plus a fish, plus a, a, an officiant um. I realize that certainly at weddings that uh, there's a lot of people want to have a lot of other service providers, such as photographers, musicians, DJs, and food service. Uh, I hate to be a damper on on these joyous events, but at this time, uh, we need to make sure that the the numbers are limited. So uh, the officiant is the only extra person, and if you want a photographer or a DJ or something like that, they would be included in your number of 10 indoors or 15 outdoors. This gathering limit also applies to businesses whose core function is creating gatherings. So businesses of this nature like theaters, concert halls, sporting events, uh, at this time they can only operate with groups of 10 people and maintaining physical distancing. It's important to emphasize that in, in all these scenarios, we're saying physical distancing is, 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 is needs to be required. Uh, there is the exception, though, if people are, even, even if, as long as you're respecting the numbers, that if there are people within the same household or the same household bubble as part of that number of 10, they do not have to maintain physical distancing amongst themselves, but they have to maintain physical distancing from people who are not in their household or household bubble. I do want to mention two things that are not changing today. The first is the requirement to self-isolate for 14 days when people enter Nova Scotia. This requirement will continue for the time being. and We, will, we are an ongoing assessment of the necessity for that. Uh, but recent experience in New Brunswick just illustrates how important these requirements for self-isolation coming into the province remain. We are also not expanding the household bubble at this time. We are watching our epidemiology and we'll consider expanding the way that people can have close social, social inter- interaction uh, when we see how this first stage in the reopening is, uh, is going. It's uh, very important that we don't uh, introduce too much risk of COVID-19 at any one time and that we have the capacity to monitor the effect of any steps on the epidemiology. I recognize that this is a lot for people to digest, uh, and that that the things we have announced this week uh, are certainly not a one-size-fits-all solution for everybody. Uh, Different settings and activities have different levels of risk, and we've had to take that into into consideration and look at those different uh, levels of risk at a a setting-by-setting or sector-by-sector approach. Uh, the risk things that we look at are the, the number and how people are, are getting together, uh, the chance of uh, the, of close contact, uh, the ability, the level of control that could be maintained a, as you bring people together, the type of, uh, of setting that uh, if there is, for instance, things that actually have, have a lot of loud noise and people have to talk louder, they can facilitate spread of, uh, of the virus, behavior such as alcohol consumption, which which create uh, the a, a low lowered ability for people to maintain the necessary public health measures all those things have factored into the decisions around what was announced today and what is what was announced uh, on Wednesday. I know that some of this is confusing, that people say, "Well, why can I, I can go to a restaurant with and there'll be uh, 10, 20, 30 people uh, in that restaurant, depending on the size of the restaurant as long as, as, long as the tables are kept apart. But the, and that seems to be okay, but they can't go hug their grandkids, or they can't practice with their entire soccer team it's important that people understand we recognize those uh but this is about taking measured steps so that we can reopen open the economy uh, and loosen other restrictions in a careful measured way it's all about managing the risk from COVID-19 everything we do uh, to open up society and the economy introduces a greater level of risk and possibility of of a resurgence of COVID-19. So we have to take these necessary steps, but in a measured, balanced way. Uh, and if we did everything all at once, that is just far too much risk uh, and greatly increases the chance of, of COVID-19 recurring. It is not gone, even though our epidemiology looks very good. It is still here, and is, is still in uh, uh, circulating in other parts of the country and internationally and as I've said previously the way we respond to these changes it's part of actually our new normal for the long term living with COVID-19. It's again I know coming out of this people are going to have a lot of questions and and, and, and say well the, the, the situation A and situation B there's just inconsistency between them. We spent a lot of time thinking about this. My team in public health—we've wrestled with this, with this for the last few weeks about what is the right way forward and what recommendations we would make. We have to understand that uh, the, the first step was uh, in recovery needed to be opening the economy, uh, allowing people to get back to work. At the end of the day, having a, a, a strong functioning economy, economy and having people working—that's an important measure that improves people's health. Uh, so, I'm, I, from a public health perspective even putting the economy first needs to be part of that. We also know that it's important for people getting together, that it's important for vibrant communities, important for people's collective and individual mental health. But that, as we get people together, uh, the more people, as I said, that carries some inherent risk for COVID-19. So we have to do this slowly and carefully. We recognize that people want to get together. We recognize the soccer team wants to practice. We recognize the full church wants to get together. But we have to do this slowly and carefully. We ask for your patience. We will be working at this, but we have to, uh, I guess, do this in, in a measured way. Um at the, at the end of the day, my responsibility is to make sure that I'm putting forward things that, that I feel are the right balance that pr- produce the right level of, uh, of protection against COVID, uh, not introducing too much risk, but also allow the ways for us to recover with our economy and society. Uh, you know, so we continue to ask Nova Scotians for their understanding and their patience, uh, and their cooperation uh, with the public health direction as we work together to reopen the province in a, in a measured way. Uh, we'll, we'll make progress, but we're going to do it safely uh, and manage the pandemic. Before I end, I do want to recognize that there's been a lot of questions and concerns uh, coming uh, around daycares. Uh, I just want to explain that that uh, the role of myself and my team was to look at whatever plans for daycares and make sure that we were comfortable that the daycares could operate in a safe manner. We received information earlier this week that unfortunately did not have the sufficient detail uh, that would allow an individual operator to, uh, to, uh, have, to take all with full Understanding of all the specific steps they would need to take to actually open the daycare in in an appropriately safe manner, Uh, so we 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 uh, we uh, said we we cannot we're not ready to go yet, Uh, so we continue to work to provide uh, on providing this level of detail necessary for daycares uh, that they can reopen as soon as possible uh, in 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 a safe manner. Uh, Our target is for June the 15th, but I want the people to understand that the, the first part. from from my office and the first priority on our recommendations to government that must be that we have to protect the health and safety of children first.